1: Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing podcast with your hosts Divya and Ravisha, two coffee loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children
0: of immigrants and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded
1: experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, Humor and never ending authenticity. Dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of, but that matter the most. This wall and then we feel just like lost in life. And it's like I like that idea of you saying, checking in with yourself, because then we can take more of this um like this proactive approach rather than a reactive approach. Because when Mm -hmm. people are feeling lost, at least I know what times that I felt lost, I felt really down and depressed and You know, Then when you're feeling down and depressed, it makes sense that you don't have the motivation to really try to find your passions, right? So it's like we don't need to hit rock bottom to find those passions. So I really love that idea of just checking in and normalizing that we can change.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode um, with Divya and I. We are really excited um, to talk about this topic today. Um, It's actually funny we had plans to record today and we didn't have a topic picked out yet and usually like we have the topic picked Mm -hmm. out a couple days in advance um but I was just on Instagram and I follow Jay Shetty who is kind of like um he's if you haven't heard of him he's like a big um he used to be like a uh what was he
1: devia monk he's like a used to be a monk
0: yeah yeah he used to be a monk and um now he's kind of like on instagram and like other platforms like just talking about like mental wellness and all these other things so long story short i follow him on instagram and (laughs) i saw a post that he posted today that actually was his wife um who kind of was talking about um just saying it's okay to feel lost in life sometimes Mm -hmm. and that to accept that feeling and to almost embrace that feeling. And so today, Divi and I are gonna kind of talk about that a little bit more, um, Mm -hmm. basically I'm feeling lost in life and why do we feel this way Mm -hmm. so often?
1: Yeah, and we have a lot of experiences that we wanna, we can share on too. And that's why when Rabisha sent me the video that Roddy had posted, I really resonated with it. I knew that she would because there have been so many times in our life that we have felt really lost, whether it's in our career or relationships or passions or whatever it may be. But we've had really a ton of moments that we've felt lost. And we know that many millennials have felt this way too. So, you know, I just hope that this episode is a way for people to feel a little less alone in that feeling of being feeling lost or kind of like blah. Like, you know, that blah. feeling yes. like when yeah. you don't really know how you're experiencing life. So yeah, I think that this will be a really important episode and hopefully one that normalizes this feeling too. Of course.
0: And I, I want to put that out there as well, that one of the reasons that Divy and I even started the podcast earlier this year is because we kind of felt like we weren't pursuing some of our passions as much as we mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, like, we had our nine to five jobs and, you know, that was fulfilling to some extent. But at the same time, we weren't fully like delving into our passions. And I think once we got started on working on this podcast and getting it out there we kind of felt something ignite in us Mm -hmm. I think for for the both of us like we felt like wow we feel so ready to kind of do this and Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that we were feeling a little bit lost in what we kind of wanted to do next that then we found this passion of ours that we're doing and I feel like ever since we started it I have been feeling like so much more fulfillment Mm -hmm. um yeah and so, yeah, that's why we kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about
1: that. Mm-hmm. Because it's an end way of feeling fulfilled, not like even in our relationship. I know that we're getting, this is getting vulnerable, but this that's what we're all about, is that I think it's even really um, helped us in our own relationship with each other, like reignite the spark in our friendship. I know that we always talk about like, oh, reigniting sparks in relationships, but not like Ravish and I were like, feeling distance in our relationship I wouldn't say that but I feel like we were kind of in a routine Mm -hmm. you know what I mean of just like really we work we have the kind of same-ish stuff going on similar conversations and now it's really just like spiced up our creative energy and being able to talk about other things that it's added this new dynamic in our relationship too that's leading to feeling really even more fulfilled in our friendship so being able to follow passions can work in so many ways and it can be in a lot of different areas of life
0: for sure and like this Last weekend, I actually visited Divya in New York, which was, like, so Ugh. great. And
1: it's so, so nice. It
0: was. And <laughs> I think, like, we were way more open in our conversations that we've ever been, I feel like, during yeah. this visit. Even, even though we already are, like, so open, I don't know. I think we, like, kind of knew um, how to maybe just, like, open up some things a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. with what Divya and I discussed. And I... Believe it or not, we became more vulnerable with each other than I think we ever have been. A lot more. Yeah. And I I do think it's probably because just how, like, we are on a similar wavelength usually. And Mm -hmm. also just, like, yeah, I think the podcast has, like, strengthened our friendship, like, even more, which is so Mm -hmm. crazy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I think that's why, like, the feeling of... Like, we'll discuss more into that episode, but, how, like, sometimes, like, in relationships that, like, feeling lost and not feeling fulfilled can kind of be a topic Mm -hmm. of interest to some people. But I guess I'll start off by asking Divya, who, like, works with a lot of millennials. Like, why do you think this happens so often that people feel um, lost?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, for anyone who's listening to this episode for the first time um, or listening to Conversations Brewing, I'm a mental health therapist, so that is what Rubisha means with, with working, but I work yeah with a lot of millennials and people who are in the college age population, and people feel lost, and, and the way that I would describe lost is like feeling unfulfilled, um, like lacking purpose lacking belonging whatever that might be it's usually lacking something and so they feel lost like something feels empty and I think that there's a lot of reasons that happens and one of the biggest ones can be almost like this expectation versus reality like that comes with adulting and being a millennial or even not being a millennial Mm -hmm. that we expect or hope to have this kind of life and oftentimes that's not the case right like even like for friendships for example it's like we expect and hope that we have these friendships where we feel so fulfilled and we always are having fun and like kind of what we see on tv but most of the time that's not the case and in jobs we expect that we're going to have the high-paying job love our life have work-life balance and oftentimes that's not the case because things don't come easy so a lot of the time we think that you know things are just going to happen a certain way without us reflecting on how that's going to happen so that's what i mean Happen. that's what the therapy work is a lot of the time but I really think that it kind of stems from this expectation versus reality. And then also with the fact when people aren't following their passions, Ravish and I are going to talk about this a little later in the episode about values work and understanding your passions. But, you know, it's it's almost impossible to feel fulfilled, at least in a long term, if we're not doing things that are fulfilling to us. Like it's so simple, yet we don't do it. So I think for those things, like the expectation versus reality, and we're not doing things that are fulfilling to us.
0: Yeah, and I know that we talk about this a lot, too, but, like, adulting in general is not easy, and I think it's so hard. as teenagers or even in college, like, you think, <laughs> oh, yeah, once I get my degree and I get the job, like, everything will be easy, like, things will work out, like, I'll have the 9 to 5, and then I'll hang out with my friends after work, and then you soon realize that, like, that is just not it for you or like after doing that for a couple months you're like Mm -hmm. why do i still feel not fulfilled or like happy completely like you know you might have the dream job or like you have a career that you've always wanted but sometimes it just like doesn't feel like enough i mean Mm -hmm. Divya I feel like I can like maybe put this as an example but like you you achieved your career of becoming a therapist like you know you went mm-hmm. out you got that and then you still felt like you needed to do something more right and then that's yep. kind of how my mentors with Div even started is because mm-hmm. like well I got my degree and I started working but like at the same time I feel like there's like a little bit more I can do right yeah and as hard as that was for you to realize, like you started doing it and it, it became mm-hmm. like, a passion for you to do. And like, I do think that you feel like a lot more fulfilled
1: from that than yeah. being, like, your job. So fulfilled. And I think that even when you feel fulfilled in doing what, when you feel like being fulfilled isn't just like the equation of doing X, Y equals Z mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like when you're doing so many different things that are fulfilling to you, then it really. I think like bleeds into other areas of your life. Like when I felt fulfilled in what I was doing for myself and what I was doing for the world around me and like living in accordance to my values, I was feeling more fulfilled in other parts too. Like my relationships and, um, you know, everything else that makes a person who they are. But I think that we underestimate with what to do when we're feeling lost. And that's why people feel lost and for more time, because we're like, oh, I feel lost or I feel blah. And then we keep doing the same things. But in reality, if we're feeling a certain way and we're not happy with how we're feeling, we can't do the same thing and expect a different outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think doing something different is really scary. Like for me, it was terrifying. Even with starting my Matters with Div, I didn't tell anyone for like a week. Like yeah. no one freaking knew I made the account. I was just posting on it because I was so scared to tell people. So it's like we just stay in the same thing, doing the same stuff, but hoping for a different outcome. But it's like we have to do something different. So I think that's what keeps people so stuck too.
0: Yeah, I think that as we grow as well, like our um, purposes and our passions change frequently. Mm, Um, Like I mentioned earlier, like um, Jay Shetty's wife, Radhi made this video and then part of the video, she said, we we kind of change every seven years. Like a a lot Mm -hmm. of like our interests and our values change. And I took away from that because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I almost feel the pressure to be the same person I always have been. And I know that like I've definitely evolved and changed over the time, but sometimes like I try to hold on to like some part of the old me or, or what I valued. And I think that... I don't know, when, I, when she said that in the video, I really like that resonated with me. Cause I'm like, yeah, I think I need to be more comfortable with seeing change within myself mm-hmm. or like what, or if I'm like, if something I thought maybe even five years ago and I don't really r- relate to that anymore, I think I need to be more comfortable with being okay with that totally. because um, I think it's hard to have that conversation with mm-hmm. yourself and be like, you know what, like that's how I felt. But like, I feel totally
1: different now. Mm-hmm. Are there certain areas of feeling, um, I guess, like, certain areas that you've struggled to embrace new identities of yourself that have led you to feeling lost? And I ask that because I imagine a lot of our listeners have maybe related to it. And that's okay if it feels too vulnerable, but I'm kind of putting you on the spot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, one of the big things is, like, I have kind of – as, like, my passion that I realized recently that's pretty big for me is just, like, like fashion and, like mm-hmm. – um just like more of that stuff. I feel like I I always liked it, like being in, on part, I sang David this like last weekend, mm-hmm. but like I've always been really into trends and fashion and I kind of always felt like everyone else was also into that. But <laughs> lately I realized that like, oh no, I, it's actually one of my passions that I like yeah. not really vocalized as much. And I'm really into like, putting outfits together, and, like, finding things that are trendy, but then also staple Mm -hmm. items in my closet, and I feel like I was very afraid to speak about that for a long time, because I almost felt uncomfortable, like, having that as my passion, if that makes sense, Um, but I think lately, and also because of you, I'm able to kind of, like, put that a little bit more out there, put that part out of,
1: out Mm -hmm. there myself,
0: like, by starting, like, my Instagram and stuff. Yeah. um But yeah, like I do think that is one thing that I realized I was ignoring as a passion for a long time, but now I've been starting to embrace it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. No, I love that you're doing that. And one example of how she definitely has more of this passion for fashion and beauty in ways that maybe other people don't. And I don't know if this was another thing that had you be like, oh, wow, I have a, fa- a passion for it. So Ravish and I were doing our makeup last week week for our friend nika's engagement party and she was like who have been your latest makeup inspiration <laughs> no what what's inspiring what what's you asked me like what's inspiring?" i asked you makeup what makeup? kind
0: of looks have been inspired to you when you do your makeup
1: oh yeah and i have been like I don't know, like looks that I can take nice pictures in, like that I look good. And she was like, "No, like who has been inspiring you? Like that you're just... I'm sorry, I'm talking to you about like, your hippie or something." But and I was like, "I don't know. Like, what do you mean?" We like, were in like, Sephora
0: too while this conversation was
1: happening. Yeah, I was like, "I don't know. Like, I just put makeup on to look a way that I think is looks decent in a photo because, like, that's what do you mean?" And she's like, "Oh, never mind." And I was like, "What the heck?"
0: And that's because, like, sometimes, like, I see maybe certain celebrity makeup looks or people on TikTok or Instagram in general, and I'm like, oh, I really like that kind of makeup look, and I'm going to try to attempt it. So that's why I, like, again, like, I felt like a lot of people do that, and so that's why I asked her, like, oh, who's like, no. whose looks are you inspired
1: by <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh, it. I just slap whatever's on, like, in my palette on my face, like, I'm not even thinking about it <laughs> but see that's so cool like I had the eye for that though to be able to see someone and be like oh how can I do that and how can I recreate that I would totally do it but I just like don't have the eye for that kind of stuff and that's something you have an eye for right and you have like a passion and you are unique in that way so yeah I really loved seeing you grow into that um Thanks. and I remember you saying before too that like you were feeling like unfulfilled in certain areas of your life too and so kind of going into these other identities even though i know that there's so much imposter syndrome with it too and that you've had a lot of fear around it, which is just like natural with content creation but you still do it so um i know that we're going to kind of jump into common times to feel left out but before we do that i'm curious to ask you like even when you have felt lost how did you end up still doing something that was really scary because i think a lot of people stay in a feeling of being lost because they're worried to do the x y z thing which for you was like putting yourself on social media like what got you to do that I think
0: it's what like I think one of the things that I really had to do is tell myself that like you're not hurting anyone by like putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and you're actually only hurting yourself um by like hiding you know and like not putting yourself out there and I think for a while, like, I did need encouragement from, like, friends and family for sure. Like, I will say, like, my sisters, you, Divya, and, like, my other friends around me definitely were, like, a more like more encouraging about it and made me feel better about doing it. So I, I do think I have, like, such a good close-knit of people around me. But I also think it's more so about me and that mm-hmm. I had to, like, overcome this hurdle of, like, feeling, like, judged for, like, you know, that's, like, my number one thing, and, you know, Divya has always told me that, like, you have to just do it, like, if this is Mm -hmm. something that you feel like you want to do, you have to just do it, and, like, I'm, even, even still, like, I'm not even saying I've overcome that at all, like, I'm still working on it, but, like, I feel like I'm slowly, like, breaking that barrier, Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like for anyone who's listening and feels like maybe there's some kind of passion or, Something else that they've been wanting to do, but they feel like them, they've been holding back because of themselves. Like you have to start somewhere, and you you kind of just have to like really push yourself, and it, it's worth it in the end. Like no matter no matter what the outcome is, the the thing is is that you you did it,
1: and Absolutely.
0: you know like you can say that you did it instead of thinking what if. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest thing too is to not go ahead with something and then later on think like, well, what if I did that one thing that I wanted to do? Yeah. No, like there's so much that – then you're just like having a fight in your head about Mm -hmm. it. And do you want to have that? Or do you want to actually go out and try and do something and see if that worked out for you or not? Totally.
1: Yeah, because that's, I think, one of the biggest reasons, honestly, that people feel lost is because they're not – They don't have that passion or they don't have that purpose or they're not really giving themselves maybe even the time to explore that. Like they're just staying busy and just doing what they're maybe, quote unquote, supposed to be doing. And so um, I guess when you think about that with what you shared and like allowing how you allowed yourself to really embrace some of these passions that you have it really normalizes that it's okay to change passions and that goes back to also like your thing of that you felt like you had to stay the same because i imagine that's also a reason a lot of people don't end up feeling like knowing their purpose or passion because they're trying to stay the same like we just don't normalize growing we as we age we grow like why is it such a big deal but it's something that's so scary for people
0: yeah I also think because we just don't check in with ourselves as often as we probably should about like what we're still figuring out or what we feel like is like a passion of art our, for ourselves I think most of the time a lot of us are just grinding and um yeah. kind of going like once you're in a flow like you're just kind of keep going and going but then sometimes like you'll realize like oh like you know I'm I have a routine. I have things that I like mm-hmm. in my life, but you you might just feel like something's missing. I think yeah. a lot of times we ignore that feeling for a while until it becomes more like an issue. You feel like you have to deal mm-hmm.
1: with. We hit this wall, and then we feel just like lost in life. And it's like yeah. I like that idea of you saying checking in with yourself because then we can take more of this um, like this proactive approach rather than a reactive approach. Because when mm-hmm. people are feeling lost, at least I know what times that I've felt lost. I felt really down and depressed and. You know then when you're feeling down and depressed it makes sense that you don't have the motivation to really try to find your passions right so it's like we don't need to hit rock bottom to find those passions so i really love that idea of just checking in and normalizing that we can change and i think some of it also is that people don't really know what their values and passions are and that's something Mm -hmm. that i know that you've mentioned that you've worked Mm -hmm. on there in your therapy pretty frequently is your passions around learning your passions understanding them and your values is there anything that you can share for our listeners that's been particularly helpful for you in that journey? I think the most important thing, and I, I think I've said
0: this before, is like once you identify your values, like, and your like maybe your core values that you feel like, oh yeah, these are these are really big for me, and this is what I feel really importantly about. And when you feel like a little bit lost or confused about something, when you go back. And look at those values. It helps you kind of reevaluate like where you yeah. are. Like maybe yeah. you can assess each value and see like which which part is the, of your life is this value being um, portrayed in. And yeah. I think that's kind of also when I did that kind of work. Um, that's when I realized that like my like passion or like my passion of like makeup and like fashion was like a value that I had that I didn't mm-hmm. know as much like. <laughs> It was part of a value that I didn't know. Um, that was, like, a really important part of me. Like, this creative side that I really didn't understand about myself that I
1: mm-hmm. I needed to. Yeah. And I think that we also probably, like, leave things locked up in us. That mm-hmm. we're just, like, out of fear, you know, not doing something. Because um, I know you said that for content creation. I was the same way about content creation. And even just, like, growing into ourselves. Because... We me and Ravisha were getting really vulnerable last week about just like things that we feel has had us um, kind of have to take a back seat in life and we haven't been able to express ourselves and our values and our passions, but that's a really big step that we have taken, right? Like that we know these certain barriers and roadblocks that have prevented us from being able to really strive to be our most authentic versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like that awareness is so key because if you're not aware of it, then you can't really move past it. But I imagine also there are a lot of people who are like not aware with that and they're living so unaligned. And so that might play like such a key role too.
0: Yeah, I think the authenticity that we often talk about is like so important to kind of check in with yourself yeah like you kind of need to ask yourself like are you being your true authentic version um not only with yourself but in relationships and like mm. is that like something you see that is happening every day or do you think like you're kind of like putting on a different kind of persona because um, yeah. that can also like hinder a lot of like your day-to-day feelings uh if you're like not in a, if you're not being authentic oh sorry can't say it, authentic with yourself like For example, like, if you have friendships that you're just, like, not being real with, Mm -hmm. imagine how, like, you're not getting a full, like, fully what you want out of that relationship with friends or even, like, with a significant other. Like, I think that can really bring you down.
1: Yeah. Because you're not even able to share real parts of yourself. So how can you, even what they do give you, yeah how are you going to really be able to receive that because it's like a fake version of you
0: yeah and again like we outgrow relationships sometimes it's like it's just kind of how it is and so I think when you kind of deal with that and um you can recognize that like oh certain relationships in your life you've outgrown I think it's Mm -hmm. like important to just be like it is what it is and be able to kind of deal with that
1: yeah, and that's another really big reason why people can feel um, lost in life is because they don't feel connected in their relationships like we're social beings so we are meant to be in relationships and we're meant to have like a sense of belonging with people. And, you know, when we don't have that, it's natural that we just feel down and we feel lost and we really have to normalize. And I know we have we, talk, we really like beat this down like a broken record in our other episodes too for people who listen, but that it's okay to outgrow relationship, because as we understand our values and who we are deeper, it's natural to realize that not everyone aligns with that. And I definitely had a lot of experiences with that in terms of, as I was really understanding myself on a deeper level and um, like kind of just like peeling back all these layers of me that I just let kind of exist um, as like defenses and stuff like that. I was realizing all of these things about me that you know, it just didn't mesh with some of my relationships. And also like, we just, people have different values and that's totally okay. And I think the older we get, the more we realize that they're just straight up value differences. And also people are in different stages of life. Like, You know, so it can be really hard. Um, But Ravish and I have talked about this a lot because there have been quite a few friendships that I've outgrown in ways that, of course, it's really painful, but in the times I was holding on to relationships I've outgrown or tried to stay part of them, I felt really lost. Like, I felt really unfulfilled almost in all my relationships. You know how they say, like, one bad apple, like, kind of, like, ruins all the apples kind of situation? That was what it felt like for me um, in terms of being lost.
0: Yeah, and then I just want to ask you, like, further on that, like, once you made that realization that some of your relationships you've outgrown, and you, like, came to terms with that, how do you think that, like, shifted your mindset with maybe other relationships So, like, also, like, moving forward and being, like, okay, I have to, like, move on from Mm -hmm. this?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really hard because it's honestly like, a breakup, like, a loss. It's grief and, you know it feels really sad and I think when I started to allow myself to feel those emotions like feel sad about it it really helped me heal in that way that I could really show up more in my other relationships because I had to like let space for it to be there because before I would be like I don't even care like you know the past isn't the past like people don't matter like when obviously that's not the case you have had deep friendships with people and you have to value that and there's space for that and so once I started to really like honor that and honor that loss and grieve it a bit, then I was able to show up more for my other relationships. And I also felt a lot more aligned because I was realizing I wasn't as resentful. Resentment is one of the biggest things that can really just like poison relationships. Right. Um, and I was feeling resentful, like naturally, because my needs weren't being met. We didn't have our values aligned. And I'm not saying that you have to have 100% values aligned with your friends. But you know, you to be able to form meaningful conversations You have to have a larger percent of your values and that's okay that our values just don't align with people but um yeah i was ending up resentful and that's not helpful for me and that's not helpful for other people too so the more i realized that that you know in the long term it wasn't helpful it helped me really like cope with the short term because i think a lot of the time we just hold on to the short term without thinking about the long term
0: yeah and Again, thanks for sharing that. Obviously, I knew that. But I think it's important (laughs) for other people to listen to that because, Um, you know, you and I have had conversations about this. You know, we, um, I feel like I was, you can say so otherwise, but I really feel like I was there for you during that mm -hmm. time. And I think you really needed to discuss it and, like, work it out and, like, figure out, like, what you were really, like, searching for and figuring out. And I, that's why I feel like, you know, a lot of people can relate maybe a little bit more to this episode because there's so much learning that you have mm-hmm. to do with yourself when figuring out yeah. these things. And we are by no means experts, but I do think we've done a lot of the work for up for this. Yeah. So it's like easier Absolutely. for us to like kind of like talk about a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially through your our own like work through, yeah, talking with each other, but then also like in our therapy work and, you know, we just, again, like, not, like, we're experts or anything, but we're just, like, sharing what has been helpful for us and what we have noticed. And even, like, for me, observations I've noticed, like, other people struggle with. Um, as the next one that we talked about that is another really big reason that people feel lost is because they feel burnt out. And we did have an episode on burnout, but have there ever been times for you that you felt really burnt out and felt lost as a result? And I kind of know the answer because your summer was really hectic.
0: <laughs> so I did feel like I had in more of an after effect of burnout than, mm-hmm. like, during my actual process of burnout. And what I mean by that is that after like, I guess my busy season had ended and um, I had to like, I was like in reality now, you know, I wasn't on the go constantly. I did feel a bit of like, I felt like disengaged from my actual life because I was so heavily involved with Um, my friends and like what was going on with the weddings and getting things done and so once all that ended I then had to like be like now sitting with myself and my emotions and I think that was Mm -hmm. really hard for me to do like I talked to you about that like I almost had like a diff I had like difficulty like transitioning into normal life and I think obviously that's the effects of burnout and then also, I think just like when everything almost like comes to a sudden stop, that like you, I almost felt lost again. Yeah. It was like, like where heat. am I going? Like yeah, what's my it routine? was routine? Like yeah, it was like the feeling of like wh- what is my day to day supposed to look like now? Like. It was like I'm working a full week now. Working a full week, not having like plans after work, like not dance practice after work or like you know a meeting with a friend about discussing wedding things. Like it was mm-hmm. just like really weird for me to one have like free time, have time to myself, and I think I really had a hard time like adjusting to that for like a week or yeah. two, and so I really like. Like, I felt lost, and, like, the way that I kind of had to come out of it was, like, I, like, kind of journaled about it a lot, and was, like, figuring out ways to kind of, like, build my routine again for myself, and finding, Mm -hmm. like, I started going on like, some more walks and having time to think to myself. And I think that, like, helped me a little bit more, like, get back into the swing of things. And, like, now I feel, like, a lot more normal and Mm -hmm. adjusted to that. But it did take a while. And I think, like, sometimes, like, the effects of burnout are just, like, so much.
1: Yeah, totally. Because we also don't really see it coming, like like you said. It hits, like, really later because we end up doing the same thing as with the value stuff with being you know, reactive instead of proactive. So then we get to this point that we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out. I don't have energy to put into anything. So then we end up feeling like lost and unfulfilled on like so many levels, like mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, everything. And so I really think it's important to honor burnout because so many people are burnt out. Just like our society is chronically burnt out so it makes sense that so many people are feeling lost because that's another really big um, contributing factor to it
0: yeah and then also like the constant expectations that we put on ourselves but also like expectation from others Mm, I feel like sometimes that like really builds up and that can cause like almost like an um if the feeling of like emptiness because you have to figure out, like, who who you're trying to please. Are you trying to please exactly. yourself or, like, the people around you? And I guess, like, you know, being South Asian, like, our cultural standards and that and, like, where we, we have, like, family expectations and it's, like, the constant <laughs> need to succeed in everything that we're doing, I think mm-hmm. that's always hard to deal with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, like, we end up doing things during um... – I guess like our grade school years where it's like, okay, I need to do this to do what my parents want or that what society wants. And then we're working so hard to get to this position, but then when we're in the position itself, it's like, I don't know if that's really what I want. Like, I don't know. We work toward things often that it's not even what we want. And so we had, like I talked about that gap, right, between like expectation and reality. Then our reality is not what this like glorified expectation of what people had told us. And we definitely see that a lot in the South Asian culture. And I know that it's something that you've shared you've had experience with, too. And I mean, what are ways that you felt lost and really just like knowing the trajectory of your life and career because you were so rooted in expectation?
0: I think I really had to figure out what I wanted for myself. And that was, and I'm still figuring that out, to be honest, like the last year, I really had to fight off um, what my family expects of me or like what they've, you know, and when when I've grown up with that for so long, it was like very, it's like, it's still hard. It's like I said, it's in the process of figuring out like more about what I want versus what other people want of me. And I don't know. I I don't think it's really easy to do because I am figuring myself out like on a day-to-day basis of like what I want. Even when Divya asks me what I want out of a situation, I'm always like, I don't know. Like I really never know how to answer.
1: I asked her the question, what do you want? Probably 30 times last week. She does. And but
0: the reason why she knows she needs to ask me is because she knows that like, She like that's the only way I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. able to when I'm asked that question. That's the only way I'm gonna be able to be like figuring it out. Exactly,
1: like being direct about that. Yeah, Um, like
0: even like my therapist was like you like asking me like what I wanted at it from like like a really small thing, and I literally just like didn't know how to answer. Like
1: uh
0: it's I'm so indecisive about things that. I like I, I really am not a fan of it like that I'm so indecisive oh. and I can't constantly figure out like yeah. sometimes I don't even know what I want to eat like half the time like I'm just like oh yeah whatever whatever you want not easy yeah. but it's like that indecisiveness though affects me in so many other ways that so like now I'm like really trying to figure out how to get I guess be in more control of that. Mm
1: hmm. And I know this is going a little bit off script for common, t- for reasons that we, because Ravish and I obviously write out scripts for the episode, then we go off of common times that we feel lost. This is not one that we wrote about, but it had me thinking with what you had just said. Do you think that the indecision is also a really big reason that people feel lost? Because that experience of indecisiveness, I think is a really common one. Like, do you think that really impacts it, it hadn't been your ex- own experience of feeling lost?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I think, especially as adult, like once you get into adulthood, a lot of things are left to your own decision. Like Mm. you're the decision maker now, and then for Mm -hmm. a long time, like that, like you like your parents or like elder, like older people around you were kind of like the decision makers for a while, or like you weren't part of the decision making as much. That like Mm -hmm. once you're left out to start making those decisions on your own. It's very hard to figure out like then what – how do you figure out then like what your passion is about something or like what you really like, right? Because like when you've been constantly told how to like act a certain way, feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. so easy then when you're like on your own then to feel lost about it.
1: Yeah. I think that's really going to resonate with a lot of people is like with the indecisiveness, fear of the future, just like honestly not wanting to F up. Like so many times we just don't. We're so scared. because we're, so we're so scared to screw up. And then like, I mean, we'll just say it loud and clear. We are all going to screw up. I remember this thing that my supervisor had told me. So this was like conversation, you know, Diana, but yeah. I was saying something about being a parent. I was like, I'm so scared. I'm going to be a- about being a parent because I feel like I'm going to fuck my kid up. I'm so, no, I'm so scared to fuck my kid up. And so I'm trying to do everything I can to not fuck my kid up. And she was like, girl, you're going to fuck your kid up everyone fucks their kid up but it's just about like what you do about it like do you take accountability and do you do something different but i think that's what the thing is it's the same thing of like oh i don't want to screw up right and again i just realized i just said the f word like five times but it's fine <laughs> hopefully everyone here is above 18 <laughs> but i was just i was making a quote but anyways we're all going to screw up, right? So it's like we might as well screw up doing things that are meaningful to us and taking accountability. It's not like being a train wreck, like a hurricane and hurting people. That's not what I'm saying. But Mm -hmm. doing what is meaningful to us, taking accountability and, like, continually becoming a better person.
0: Yeah, that's so right. Like, taking accountability is so huge. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I also, like, don't like to take accountability on a lot of things a lot of times because I don't. I think I don't want to like accept the fact that I did something wrong like yeah well that's just how I am but you're right like do the wrong thing but then take accountability about doing the wrong thing Mm because like no one is perfect and mistakes happen all the time like there's like no wrong or right way to do things most of the time and then once you like you do it you realize oh yeah Mm -hmm. maybe that wasn't like the best way to go about it. Or maybe it is. And then you can take accountability for the fact that you did something right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a constant argument that we have within ourselves is like, what is right to do? What is wrong yeah. to do? What do people want me to do? Exactly. And that's, and then this goes back though, to what your core values are. And you have mm-hmm. to go back to like, think about that and be like,
1: to help you with your decision making. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also when you were saying that around what's the right thing and the wrong thing, I was just realizing that there are so many times that now I look back at something and I'm like, that was the wrong decision. But I make that I I have that perception that that is the wrong decision based on who I am now. Right. Like when I made the decision like about something, let's say, for just example's sake, like five years ago. I didn't have the same kind of knowledge and experience that i have now so in that time it probably felt like the right decision and yeah that goes back to what we're talking about that we're continuously growing and that's okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah and everyone is like evolving and changing and like what you just mm-hmm. said like you you can take accountability for something you did five years ago and realize like oh that might have not been the best thing i did back then but then at least you're taking accountability for it at least you're realizing it now oh yeah i didn't handle that the best Mm i mean like you know like now i wouldn't do that but the past me did that and that's fine you know
1: like kind
0: of like just being comfortable with saying yeah that that wasn't it you know yeah
1: I guess that's one thing. So like now as we're transitioning into what to do when we're feeling lost. That's one of the biggest, I'm I'm kind of thinking that's one of the biggest things is also just like reflecting on our behaviors, taking accountability, having self-compassion, like really allowing ourselves to look at what we're doing because when we're not really examining, you know, our behaviors and how we're experiencing life and our role in our relationships, we're going to keep doing the same thing. So it kind of seems like with this, what to do when we're feeling lost to get, I don't know, like, unlost or unstuck or whatever. A lot of it is taking accountability. And, like, that's probably yeah. one of the first things. Yeah. I
0: guess, like, our this is our advice on it, not, like, the, like, what you should do. Because, again. Everything we, depends
1: on each person's situation. We always right. have to give that disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, like I also just like checking in with like your emotions. I think that's a big thing too is like assessing how you're feeling maybe after like you make a decision or you're about to make a decision and like sitting with those emotions is very important and reading your body language during those Mm -hmm. times is very important as well. That's a good point. Because um, that's like your, that's how your brain is telling your body to react and like. Oftentimes, like, we don't realize how important emotions are and, like, the effects they have Mm -hmm. on our body.
1: Yeah, that is such a good point because we just have to listen, right? We always think that we're so much smarter than our mind and our body. Like, we are not. We are not. We are dumb compared to what our mind can do and our body can do. So we just need to trust it. Like, that, they know what they're doing. There's so many times I'm like, oh, maybe I don't feel that way or I don't think I'm stressed. And my mind is like, you're burnt out. My back is, like, tight as ever and it's like I should just listen to myself like you are clearly stressed out but then I'm cognitively like no I'm not
0: yeah like it's almost like you want to ignore that Mm -hmm. but your body's telling you hey don't ignore this part that you're feeling um I need you to like you know listen (laughs) up yeah (laughs) it's crazy and like I feel like most of the time like without like a reflection I don't think I would be able to really like Deal with these things as like mm-hmm. um, as I'm able to. Like reflection is so important. Like yeah. you have to like I think being comfortable with your own thoughts and emotions is mm-hmm. like very important. Or just like talking to someone that's like close to you and like understands you too. Like helps a lot. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah, and the reflection also leads to the values work, right? Like that was what for you, you were able to really embrace in therapy and defining what was meaningful to you, so that you were able to make these conscious decisions toward that, and you were able to act in ways that were aligned with your values. And, you know, when we act in line with our values and our passions and leads to fulfillment, um, which can bring us out of feeling lost. So that self-awareness seems to really be key.
0: Yeah. I think I also want to just give like a big shout out to a lot of people in my life recently that have like gone to like, f- maybe because they were feeling lost a l- in a little bit, like are going to go figure out their passions. Like my little sister just moved to LA. Ugh so she's exciting. a listener for us cho we are so proud of We're you so proud of you um my friend shivani moved to india
1: yes
0: pursuing out of you
1: shiv stories yeah. by shiv follow
0: her on instagram yeah seriously follow her on instagram like she's like constantly posting like how she's like moved to india and like yeah. figuring out her passions like he and my other friend who like moved to india a couple years ago she was on the she was a guest on yeah, our shop. yeah like she went to go follow her passions as well and like you know, if you're like ever doubting yourself or feeling lost and figure out what your passions are, figure out All like what it is for you that you need to do for yourself to yeah. feel like fulfillment.
1: You're never going to regret it. You're never going to look back and be like, oh, I wish I didn't do this thing that was so aligned with my values and that was so fulfilling to me. And again, I think a lot of the time we just are scared to do what our passions are because we attribute the passion to the outcome. You know not yeah. You can have a passion and it doesn't need to lead to anything. It doesn't need to make you money. It doesn't need to get you like X amount of followers. Like none of that freaking matters. It's just like if you are doing what is meaningful to you and it's gonna have an impact and that impact is gonna look different. But I think that when we have an idea of like, this is what the impact has to look like. And we put that impact in like a box then we're disappointed. And that goes back to this thing of like the expectation versus reality. So it's really just like jumping into it and being like, I'm doing this because it's valuable and meaningful to me, not because I'm trying to get this certain outcome.
0: Yeah, 100%. Mine matters with Div right there. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, I feel like
1: we've been talking for a really long time. Covered a lot. I hope that this is helpful to people. And maybe you needed to take some – some pauses um but I wonder this is like as we're finishing up our friend Anika had told us that she listens to podcasts at 1.5 times so she can get through her podcast quicker and I mean first of all if that doesn't show us like societal hustle culture like I'm not <laughs> sure what does Anika sorry honey calling you out <laughs> a little bit She's like I can just get more podcasts through listening to it 1.5 times but I mean, I'm curious. I hope, like, do other people do that? And if so, I hope you're taking a pause because we just dropped a lot of heavy things. And if I was listening to this at 1.5, I would probably feel really overwhelmed.
0: That is so true. Actually, I've listened to some podcasts on 1.2, which is like... How do you not- even
1: change it? I didn't even know that was a thing until Anika told us. Wait, really? No, I have no clue. I just listened to mine normally there's how like do you a, change it
0: there's an option like on the bottom I'll show you but oh. like I do 1.2 which doesn't sound like that much different I think we you and I speak at 1.2 speed honestly generally <laughs> so for me I think that's how I like to hear my podcast but 1.5 is pretty fast but like, like to some you know
1: maybe it's normal I mean yeah we're pretty fast speakers so when Anika's listening we're probably like but I mean if she's taking it in then we love you, Anika. All jokes aside, we love Anika so much, and that's why I can say all of this to her. But um, we do love Anika, and we love the rest of you just the same. And so thank you all for your support and just, like, creating this space for both of us to also be vulnerable. I just feel each episode we get more and more and more vulnerable. And I don't know. It's just so cool to see this all um, unfold, and it wouldn't be happening without all of you listeners. So we really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, like – for example like our topic today something we just decided day of and but we had so much to say about it and so yeah thank you again so much for listening all right we'll see you next week bye everyone bye thank you for tuning into another episode of conversations brewing we hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand new
1: episodes of conversations brewing come out on tuesdays We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some
0: conversations with you next week.